Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 10th episode of the podcast from October 31st, 2012. It's Halloween, and it's spooktacular and all that. And it's also the day before Yomacon kicks off. Uh, mm. I know you are heading out to my neck of the woods here uh, yep. in the metro Detroit area tomorrow. I've, I've never been up there. I hope it's a positive experience. <laughs> um, I'm going to be getting down there on Friday, and that's when we have the WTF Pokemon panel, also part of the Show Me Your News Network. And then Saturday is the Show Me Your News panel. Mm-hmm. And I've been stressing out all week. Uh, seriously, it's been, you know, s- sleep, wake up, edit, work, come back, edit, sleep. And there is some time for sports in there, but it's been a hassle. So we are doing this a day early. Uh, normally we record on Thursdays for Down the Sidelines. Today is a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And that means we're going to try to make it quick. We've got you know some packing still to do for Yomakon, just more preparation. But we're still going to give you that you know weekly sports recap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're going to kick that off with the Red Zone, which is where we talk about the top three sports stories of the week and we give a little predictive element to it. So let's start on the 20-yard line, Joel. All right, we're going to talk about the NBA season starting. It just began. Um, kind of like, you know, talk a little bit about, like, what we think of the season and, like, maybe how it will go. Maybe teams that we're looking at that we might think, oh, you know, they're a lock. You know, we got them locked in already. They're going. So, um, Miami looks strong as ever, uh, you know, coming off of their championship against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yes. Uh, now the Thunder lose James Harden. You know he yeah. was offered like fifty-two million dollars to stay with a winning team. You know they could have been locked him up for a few years. He took more money. He goes to Houston to play with Jeremy Lin. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting choice, to be honest. Um, if I were probably in that position, not necessarily the choice I would have made. But I guess he wants to be a star and not a sixth man on a you know winning team that contends for championships. Yeah, you know salary that kind of stuff you know whenever you're supposed to be like the number one player in your team you're probably guaranteed more money anyways so a lot of a lot of times you know it's just like any other career you're taking a job maybe that's paying more maybe you know where you're the main focus a little bit more Mm -hmm. i apologize for the knocking noise if you hear it i think sword hunter is working on his last minute nathan drake cosplay so in case you hear like little the chainsaw out in the In case you hear like little noise like that, just wanted to clear that up for fans who may be listening. Now the NBA is turning into a league where it's a bunch of haves and have nots, and that's the term that's been thrown around. You have teams that are starting to stack talent uh, on teams, and then you have teams that have just no chance of landing these big superstars. And so you're gonna have teams at the top, like you know, you have Miami, you have the Lakers, you have Boston, San Antonio is gonna somehow still stick around despite how old they're getting. Oklahoma City, the Clippers are somehow making a push. But then you have teams at the bottom. Washington is going nowhere. Cleveland, Sacramento. The Pistons just blew a 10-point lead going in their, the fourth quarter of their first game. They lost by nine points. Like They're going nowhere. Charlotte, Orlando, since they lost White Howard to the Lakers. It's, it's such a huge disparity in the league. And... It's shocking to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the thing is though, if you like if you're looking for um, you know, with those teams that aren't doing so well and really haven't been doing so well for a while, if you're looking for cheaper NBA tickets, that's where you look. Like I I'm pretty sure I know someone that's going to go to a couple Charlotte Bobcat games just because uh, the Heat are going to come in and play them, you know, you yeah. get a chance to see some great players and stuff. So, you know, if you are like a big NBA fan, you know, look at some of those teams that haven't been doing as well. The ticket prices are going to be a lot lower. Look, but I'm going to tell you a personal example. I live five minutes away from the Palace of Auburn Hills, mm-hmm. and it's a huge nuisance because of just the traffic it causes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my situation. It's not because, like, oh, I want to go see 
the uh, I'm gonna go see the Pistons play. I've you know lived up in this area for now almost you know one and a half, one and a half almost two years. Haven't seen the Pistons play once. I went to the Palace. It was to see Oakland, uh, Oakland University and University of Michigan play men's basketball. Like that's it. So yeah, I mean I, I can you tell know, you, I can tell you right now in Detroit, there's hardly any real interest in the team. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to really feel the hit from the NHL lockout. We want to see the Red Wings up in this area, you know, Hockey Town, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it's you know, the Pistons are struggling. They're not an excitable, marketable team. Yeah, and you know, a while back they were. I mean, they oh yeah, they won a couple. They they won. Well, that was you know the bad boys in '89 and '90. But you know, then they won in 2004. It was with Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, mm-hmm. Rasheed Wallace, and Larry Brown was still the coach. Um, it was very. It was just a very well all around team, like a pretty good team to put together. Right, right. And once they started losing those guys, they just fell apart. Right now, I think it's tough to top Miami, though. I mean, you have LeBron James, you have Dwayne Wade, you have Chris Bosh, and now Ray Allen on top of that, who's going to you know play a big role in helping with those three pointers. You know, one of the best three point shooters of all time. It, uh, they just have too much talent, to, and like you, you knew like at, at first it was going to kind of be a struggle because it's just a bunch of guys who are all used to like having the ball, mm-hmm. and then you know once they figured out how to work together, it was like not even, not even a game sometimes. I think it's it's going to be a scary season for like I think you know the pace that they'll likely go on. You know, of course, you know injuries are always an issue, but still. Oh yeah, but you know they're they're kind of in the right situation because of where they're located, at least division wise. I mean, true. you've got Boston there in the East, but who else do you really have to kind of get in their way? Uh, Chicago, if you know Derrick Rose comes back healthy, maybe you know Indiana. People are talking up the the Pacers. Uh, I say watch out for the 76ers. They could be a, a dangerous team. Yeah, How they I mean, played last like, year and you add you know Andrew Bynum. I, I mean, at least when you like look at those teams, you compare them. Let's say you put them in a series with them, it's still you know not even close. So um, I, I again, you know, you got to think that um, you know San Antonio is going to be pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. and um, the Lakers, if they can, you know, get people back from injuries, are going to be really tough. Um, right now, they're kind of at a disadvantage just because, what, how many, they have so many people injured right now. Kobe's hurt. That's, you know, an issue. Um, you know, they're trying to play this offense right now that's not using the skills that Steve Nash has. and. Mm-hmm. Howard's coming back from back injury. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I, I think we want to make the play here. You know, just before the season starts, when well, you know, one game in or so, who wins the NBA title this year? Um I don't know. I mean, like, I'd like to go with someone else just because, you know, it's always nice in sports to see a little parody. Right. You know, that's why college football and college basketball are so great because there's so much. Um but right now, I really don't see anyone um, tripping Miami up enough that they won't be in that championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it, it'll be tough. Uh, you know, injuries could be huge. If if they lose LeBron for the season or something like that, then I mean, of course, it could be tough. But um, yeah. I, I've got I pretty much got them locked into that getting to that championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Miami is a very strong bet. But if not Miami. Uh, I would say that you know the Lakers. I would imagine would find a way to, to somehow pull it together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough to beat you know Gasol and Howard. You know mm-hmm. Twin Towers in the middle there, and I think they'll you know find a way to work together. So if not Miami, because Miami is the overwhelming favorite at this point, it's it's the Lakers. But man, the NBA is just to me, it's not an attractive product right now, just because of it's oh it's a select few teams which. Great to watch when they compete together, but everyone else, who cares? Now, do you think, um, like, see, I really don't know if, you know, many hockey fans are also fans of NBA. Just from general consensus, probably not. Yeah, um, it's pretty different be, sport. Because yeah. both, most people I know that watch a lot of hockey are really not even interested in the NBA, you know? Well, I mean, they're going around the same time, and 
Yeah, exactly. So, but it almost makes you wonder if, you know, they'll adopt a few more people watching them just because NFL, NHL fans don't have anything to watch. It's an interesting question. Um, but then I, I, I'm trying to sneak this into a segue somewhere. Um, <laughs> did you see the clip of David Stern giving, you know, the, like a, an address to the crowd and, you know, to TV, you know, during the Miami Heat ring ceremony? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, David Stern, um, you know, said he wish, offered you know condolences and you know, wish the best for the victims of Hurricane Katrina. And Hurricane Sandy is the hurricane that is tearing through uh, the East Coast earlier this week. Glad I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not not a good moment. Anyway, moving on, the World Series here at the ten yard line. Uh, you know, we had. The Tigers, when we were you know picking our baseball playoffs and all that, looking how the brackets broke down, we both had the Tigers winning the World Series, and we thought, oh no, no that no, that's not going to happen. It, that's just not how it's going to play out. Well, you had the Tigers playing the Giants. Uh, Giants getting the home field advantage because of the National League winning the World uh, uh, the All Star Game, excuse me, and it was not even close. Um, Detroit had the week off after sweeping the Yankees and shutting. The Yankee hit bats down with their pitching. Justin Verlander comes out in game one. Does not have a good game. Um, yes, there, there's there's the knocking. Uh, <laughs> so, basically, the Tigers got swept, and it was <laughs> not pretty. They were the ones who did not hit. I don't know what they caught from the Yankees, but you got to get some immunization on that. Actually, it yeah, just wasn't. It, it was not an entertaining. It was series. like watching that series with the the script flipped, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know the Giants. You know, pr- pretty much most of their way through the playoffs, had their backs against the wall. Oh yeah. They were not used to being up like this. You, know, you come back from two zero. You come back from three one. Yeah. They, it's almost like they were battle tested, and Detroit wasn't. That's true. Way. And um. I mean, their pitching was just amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was great. I mean, even with the way that it ended, pitching was amazing. I mean, you basically shut down the best hitter in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did get a two-run home run in that game, but it ultimately meant nothing. Yeah, I mean they they needed. They, I mean, they needed him to play out of his mind, and it. Any and the thing is, nobody could hit anything for them so mm-hmm. you know i don't want to lay it all on him nobody else was doing anything it was something like a 156 series average like it yeah. was awful and um I, I i almost felt like just hearing like seeing the score of that first game i feel like that just took so much wind out of their sails you know oh I mean, yeah the three home runs there. by pablo sandoval yeah i i i kind of in the back of my head was thinking oh god i you're not going to recover from this. I I kind of pushed that away just because I wanted to say, oh, they got here. Well, they got to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I thought they were a better team. I just did not watch enough of the Giants to realize how good their pitching was. Yeah, you got to give the Giants all the credit. They deserve the World Series uh, second in three years. Uh, so absolutely congrats to them. But it would have been nice to see our prediction come yeah. true. Of course. Um, so the team's already making you know changes to the next year. I know you know being a Tigers fan here in Detroit, um, they are not giving an option to Delman Young, who is you know the ALCS MVP. Uh, they're also not giving an option to Jose Valverde, so they're they are walking as free agents, um, and they have to deal with Anibal Sanchez, their fourth starter. Uh, they gave an option to Johnny Peralta, who's going to stay. Um, one other player who they gave an option to is going to stay. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be different because you know Victor Martinez who was injured all year and hmm. he was going to be the designated hitter, and you know he's going to come back next year and that kind of gives Delman Young, you know, just kind of pushes him out of the lineup because the dude can't field. I don't know if you saw one of his throws from left field where he was trying to throw it so hard, but he ended up like throwing it straight down, like straight down into the <sighs> earth. You know, people were making jokes about, you know, like, there's the San Andreas Fault in San Francisco, and whoa, <laughs> whoa, with that throw, I don't know. 
Okay. Um, yeah, it was. He's not a good fielder at all. So he's looks like he's gonna walk, and some team will probably pick him up. I'm sure, but yeah. And Valverde can't pitch right now. He does all these stupid motions, and like he just like almost like flings the ball to the plate. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, you know, teams are making their moves right now, and some people are looking at next year. So let's make the play. Why the hell not? <laughs> Who wins the World Series next year? Um, well, I mean, you know, first you have to start with the two teams that made it this far, um, and kind of like look at the game. I, you know, I I really wish I would have watched more of the Giants play, just because. Um, I I mean, like even you know, although I was rooting against them, it was fun to watch them play. Um, you know, their defense was just great, really good, and they they got hits when they needed them. Um. I don't think anybody expected that first game to go how it went. Not even the guy who hit three home runs. Mm. Um, but, you know, they, I mean, I don't know. I really like to watch good pitching. Most people like to watch good pitching. And it, it was just really fun to watch that. And, I mean, that's probably what kept me watching the <laughs> the series itself because it was pretty one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really like their defense and... I don't know. I see, like, I definitely see them um, placing higher in the regular season than they did this year. Um, because I think that, I think only, I think they'll just make their team better in the offseason. Um, and I still like Detroit. Um, you know, I, I like them going into the playoffs and. Um, you know, I, I could see them maybe making it almost as far, if not as far. So, um, I don't know. I kind of just want to stay with these two teams just because, um, I wasn't, I wasn't really impressed with a lot of the other teams that I even picked to get as far as, you know, almost the, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the, uh, what are they called? (laughs) Shoot. Um, the Reds, the Reds, you know. I, I watch them a lot this season just because they're, you know, kind of in a closer vicinity, and a lot of my friends are big fans of them. And you know, they had a pretty good year, and I honestly thought, like I predicted, I thought that they'd get here, and I still think they'll do well. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Tigers. I think they get back there again. Yeah, see, I'm I'm leaning towards the Tigers as well. I think they have you know means that they can only get better. Um, right at this point in time, they have you know definitely holes to fix, but I think that front office can get it done. If not the Tigers, though, I say watch out for the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the Angels had a disappointing regular season, just like the Tigers did. You know, Tigers were not in first place for a you know much of the year, uh, maybe only like fifteen total days or something like that in first place. The Angels had a struggling uh, you know season as well. But I think you know with Mike Trout, you know, going to come back. I don't know if he's going to have as torn toward of a year as he did. But you have a uh, you know Trumbo as well. You have Jared Weaver, and like the pitching is going to be strong there. And Albert Pujols. I don't know if you can count him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sh- shocked to see that the Angels did not do as well as they did this year. Uh, so I think that's a team to watch out for as well. The American League is just overall stacked with talent, and it's surprising to see an NL, NL League team mm-hmm. come out with the uh, the World Series victory, but. Baseball is a funny game, that's for sure. Now, uh, on the five-yard line here, we're moving on to the National Football League. We're halfway through the season, going into week nine this week uh, mm-hmm. in the NFL. And, you know, some teams still have to take their bye and all that. But let's look, if we look at the standings here, uh, you have the Giants, the Bears, the Falcons, and the 49ers as your division leaders yeah. uh, in the NFC. Not really many surprises there and you know Chicago we thought we would do well they're at 6 and 1 though and you have Green Bay tied with Minnesota for second at 5 and 3 and now granted they did lose that game to Seattle on the fluky you know catch interception whatever <laughs> um Detroit is 3 and 4 here Atlanta's still undefeated only team that's still undefeated at 7 and 0 um, and that's a weak division for sure. Yeah. San Francisco at six and two, Giants at six and two. Um, you have the strongest teams, you know, arguably 
in the NFC here in the Giants, the Bears, the Falcons, mm-hmm. the 49ers, and then you could put, you know, maybe even throw Green Bay up there. Minnesota still, I think, has to prove themselves because they may be a fluky team right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that it kind of opened things up, opens things up for some AFC teams that maybe I know I definitely wasn't giving any credit at the beginning of the season to even make the playoffs. I think you, they have a really good chance now. You have Miami and Indianapolis playing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a is it a game that we pick? No, uh, it's no. not a game that we pick this week. Um, but they're both four and three. One of those teams is going to go five and three. Miami and Indianapolis, both with rookie QBs, and Tannehill's even hurt. So that's going to be interesting. Speaking of the AFC, you have Patriots, the Ravens, the Texans, and the Broncos on the top of their divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Patriots have been struggling a bit. You know, five and three is not where a lot of people expected this team. Um, Baltimore at five and two. Pittsburgh right behind at four and three. Houston at six and one, leading the pack there, and they're definitely like in the contention for you know one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have the Colts a couple games back, and then the Broncos recently pulled ahead of game, and they're at four and three. But Peyton Manning is catching fire. I'll tell you what. Yeah, he is. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't. I definitely can't remember exactly where I put everybody whenever we did the season, like the early season predictions. Right. right. But. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think that the AFC, um, I think there are some teams in the AFC that I gave no chance to making the playoffs that are going to make the playoffs. I can already tell they're going to make the playoffs. Um, and I, I th- there are teams right now who are really on the up and up, up and up. And, um, you know, one right up the road for me, the Steelers, I... I did not give them any chance to be in the season, mainly because they were switching offenses, their defense looked older, all those things. This is just an example. They, you know, they're finally figuring out what they want to do on offense. Mm-hmm. They can run the ball. They're going to get Richard Mendenhall back, so they're going to be even, you know, be able to do it even better. And they might have the three, like the best, you know, couple of running backs on the same team in the league. Yeah. Once they get them all back and healthy. Um, that's definitely a team that's, you know, getting a lot of people back from injury. Yeah, and I just, like, looking at what Baltimore's doing right now and looking at them, when I look at that AFC North, North, I think that it's going to flip. I think, I think so, too, yeah. I think that one is on the, you know, one's going down, one's going up. And I really, I you know, I think I picked Cincinnati uh, and Baltimore in that conference. Mm-hmm. So, and Cincinnati looks awful. I know so, I was totally wrong about Kansas City going from worst <laughs> to first in that division. Oh, they're bad. Oh, they're so bad. Thought there would be a chance there. And Carolina's struggled just as well. Uh, they're 1-6. and six. They are tied with Jacksonville and Kansas City for the worst record in the league at 1-6. I mean, it's that's just dreadful. Uh, Detroit is struggling a little more mm-hmm. than I think a lot of people would have expected. Uh, Stafford to Johnson has not been that strong of a connection. I don't know, Madden curse, whatever. They just they need touchdowns. They they, they do get touchdowns. They just get field goals and they don't score in the beginning of games. It's all in the fourth quarter and they're being comeback kids again this year and that's a bad way to play football. Um, and the Jets, the whole Tebow thing does not seem to be working out right now. You have Andy Reid possibly going to be fired at the end of this year because. The whole Mike Vick situation is not working out. That yeah, so quarterback he, may not be you know, may not be playing in the league after this year. He he fired his defensive coordinator, um, mm-hmm. and whenever something like that happens, that's what coaches do to buy themselves more time. Yeah. So I mean, he is the longest tenured coach in the league, though. No, I mean he's a you know he's done a lot in this league, but you know, the, you know in this day and age. If you're not winning when you're expected to, you know, be in the lead in your division, there's people calling for your head. So, mm-hmm. well, make the play here. Do we care to revise our Super Bowl pick? Um, I can revise my AFC team. Mm-hmm. I don't think Baltimore is going to make it with the losses they've suffered on defense. I don't. While the offense has improved, I don't think it's enough to carry them. Mm-hmm. Uh, who to pick? I like the Broncos. Getting to the AFC uh, 
you know, winning the AFC title, uh, getting the Super Bowl there. Peyton Manning's going to have that team playing red hot and the defense is playing better. Uh, they're really starting to turn it around. I think it's going to be a close fight with Houston, though, because Houston is a very good team as well. Although I will stick with my uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, winning, my, my pick of the 49ers winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think I, I had... I think I had the Niners and uh, the um, who did I have for AFC? Houston. You had Houston, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I think the reason that I picked Houston is because I looked at all the injuries they suffered last year, and yet they were still able to make it as far as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I just I figured you know once they get all those guys back they're going to be good and i didn't think like i looked at the other teams in the league i said you know indianapolis is kind of rebuilding yeah they're doing a really good job of rebuilding i mean well, like, it's a nobody, lot of it a lot of it i think is you know the emotional push with the chuck pagano and chuck strong and all that i think mm-hmm. they're running on a lot of emotion i don't think there's a lot of talent deep talent on that team mm-hmm. so i wonder like how long this will last yeah but i mean if you look you know if you look at jacksonville and tennessee those teams are struggling a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, it, right now it, it it's it wouldn't be shocking to say you know they probably win their division outright, and you know only having that one loss they're probably going to lose a few more games. I mean, probably once they get a playoff spot locked off locked up, they'll probably sit some starters and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, you know they have a chance right now to basically win the AFC. Right. Um, just because nobody else is really standing out right now. A lot of the teams that we thought would be standing out, you know, have at least one more, two more losses than we thought they would. Um, you know, New England, you never know what team's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, this is what I'm saying. Like, there are teams in the AFC that have a shot now that I really didn't give a shot before just because I thought that those few teams would be at such a big lead that nobody else would have a chance to catch up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, in the NFC, you know, there are a lot of what I would call like title contenders just because their records are good. They beat good teams and, um, you know, they're, you know, putting their foot down on a lot of the other people in their divisions. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the giants look like the best team in football. I mean, the way that they're beating some teams is kind of like, what, what is going on here? Like, we, they're not supposed to be this good in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I, I keep making that joke about how they need to start losing some more games because they need to have a, they need to be like a wild card going into the playoffs because right. that's when they play well. When they, when they are a, you know, when they win their division or whatever, they really don't do well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's some kind of weird curse there. or... Or what? But they look really good. Um, you know, they, you know, just like anybody else in the NFC, they could make it to the Super Bowl easily. Um, I think that's something to be said about the teams in their division all struggling. I mean, the, really, everybody else in their division just does not really look good at all. And, um, you know, Atlanta being the only undefeated team still, I think I picked them. I think I might have picked them pretty high in the NFC, like finishing pretty high in the regular season. Um, you know, they just, even if it's not pretty, they find a way to win. Mm-hmm. They've won a lot of close games. Um, but they're pretty, like, you know, they're pretty good on defense, offense, pretty much everything. Well, um, to, to get to the point, though, your Super Bowl pick, is that staying the same here? Yeah. I I think, I think I'm going to stick with the two, two teams I picked just because... Right now, Houston looks to me like the best overall team in the AFC. Um, and I think that the Niners are... I still think the Niners' defense is really good. And I think if they could just do what they did at the beginning of the season on offense, and they're starting to do that again, running the ball better, well, not relying on their quarterback so much. Mm-hmm. You know, he takes off when... When it's not there, I think they get there, too. All right. Well, we get into the replay here where we look at the past week's games that we picked. 
Starting with college football in week nine, NC State at North Carolina. Game was tied with about 30 seconds left, and they needed a punt return. Came back for a touchdown. The spread was minus seven and a half. Well, North Carolina gets a touchdown. That makes it six. And they decide to go for the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. Make sure that North Carolina covers the spread. Can't make the stuff up. North Carolina with the pick there. Yeah, they. I mean, they did. I, I didn't expect that. Um, you know, they look really good. And I'm not sure. Do they still, <clears throat> does Florida State still play them? Or have they played uh, already? I don't think they've played now. So I think they still have to play them, yeah. Right. That is if they're on the schedule. I was going to say, that's something to look at. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if, are they in this, I can't remember if they're even in the same division. I, my guess would be that they're not. Okay. I think Florida State's in the Atlantic and then Carolina's in the Coastal. Right. I may be totally wrong. Anyway, Florida at Georgia was the next one at plus seven. Georgia forces a ton of turnovers, takes control of the SEC East. That is shocking. <laughs> Um, that means my pick for the SEC is still alive. Mm-hmm. The Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, I think everybody expected Florida to come in and roll mm-hmm. with this one. Um, and I think it, I think it was, I think they were kind of looking forward, looking ahead a little bit. Yeah. I think maybe well, um, they would basically locked it up. Yeah. And, um, you can't do that in the SEC, especially. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. Texas Tech at Kansas State, minus seven. Kansas State rolls. They are the number two team in the BCS right now, and they deserve it. They've been pounding teams and good yeah. teams. They have, I mean, <clears throat> I believe their strength of schedule puts them at number one in the computer poll. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Alabama's I, I, you know, hardly really played anyone if you think yeah. about it. Um, and then I think in like the human polls, they're three or whatever. So I think that that's where you get that two BCS mm-hmm. average. Um, really, um, I, the, the teams they have left on their schedule are still tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody, nobody is, is a completed team as they are. I mean, they're really good. Um, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of a surprising win, you had Notre Dame going into Norman at Oklahoma, minus 11 spread, and the Irish pound the Sooners 30-13. to 13. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't watch the beginning of this game, but I watched the end where they kind of got away. They kind of, you know, increased mm-hmm. the spread a little bit. Um, they're, they're also very good. Um, that defense... A lot of people thought <clears throat> the weaknesses were in the secondary. Um, I don't really see any weaknesses in that defense. Yeah. Um, it's really like, you know, you go back and you look at how close the game with Michigan was. That's kind of surprising now, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And, you know, a lot of those games, I didn't give Notre Dame's defense as much credit as I probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um they're really good, and they force mismatches, and they're tough to beat. And like, I mean, they're running the ball on everybody. Yeah. Um, their quarterback looks great. I mean, he made one of the biggest throws I've seen all year in the second half against mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Um, I mean, they just went on the road and won at a place that rarely anyone wins at. So. Yeah. Yep. And now they to go them. to my projected Big East winner, Pitt. Panthers. Ooh, uh, ooh. I can't. I can't think of something that would be like. Would that be like the largest upset ever? <laughs> so <laughs> Lou much. Holtz and who is it? Lou Holtz and Mark May will be. Oh my God! Lou Holtz is losing his mind even more than he already has at this unbeaten Notre Dame season <laughs> so far with that schedule. Michigan at Nebraska minus two and a half. Um, Michigan loses Denard Robinson early in the second quarter. Like an ulnar nerve issue, yeah. you know, he came down on his elbow and just feeling numb and all that. So they bring in Russell Bellamy, their freshman quarterback. He's awful. He's garbage. He can't yeah. make simple passes. He was three for sixteen. He had at least two interceptions. They could not get that game back at all because they just did not have Denard Robinson for more than half of the game. And now, you know, Denard should be back for this next week against Minnesota. 
Minnesota. Um, but uh, they're getting Devin Gardner, the backup quarterback reps, and he had moved to wide receiver even though he was the backup quarterback last year and was, you know, bred to be a quarterback, basically. Yeah, that happens a lot with teams in depth at quarterback. You know, most teams, really most teams on average have two. Yeah. And then they end up redshirting whoever else comes in, and if they have extras they who are usually athletic, they move them to a different position. Yeah. I know that's the case at like most schools because anytime you see one or two quarterbacks go down the season, they've basically got to rotate somebody in from wide receiver. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was a twenty-three to nine win for the Cornhuskers there. Mississippi State at Alabama minus twenty-four, tied rolls thirty-eight-seven. Wasn't too much of a game. No, not at all. Yeah, covers um, that spread. They're very good. I don't. I don't really. I know that like when teams lose, you have to move other teams up, but Mississippi State shouldn't have been ranked that high. Yep. Well, they were they were unbeaten, but they didn't play really play anyone. Yeah. No. And then you have the extra point game was USC at Arizona, plus six and a half. The Wildcats pull out an exciting win. They win by three thirty nine thirty six. So decaf got his Wildcats to win when he was on the show last week. I feel like that. I really don't even know why I didn't even think about it. Could there have been a like a more of a lock game to pick? I mean, doesn't Arizona always beat USC? I don't think Seem- so. I, I mean, it seems like they always beat USC when they're ranked really high. That's what I meant to say. I don't know. Oregon um, State did that one year. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure Arizona did it too when like USC was like number two or something. It's possible. It's possible. Um. It just, you know, looking at the teams, USC, like not the entire team not showing up either week. But, you know, who was it? Was it Marquise Lee? Oh, yeah, he had a huge game. Yeah, in a losing effort. Monster <laughs> like game. 360-some yards oh. receiving. And he had that one, you know, hit the Hail Mary that, you know, bobbled off his hands. Could have been in touchdown in the last second. Could have been like 40 more yards that total. Yeah, so that's I mean, like, at least, it was the third most receiving yards all time in <laughs> FBS. That's at crazy. least he helped his draft status. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And hey, in this Heisman race, you never know. Yeah. What could it can <laughs> you do? Really, I mean, the defensive player might win it this year. That's true. NFL Week 8 for pro football. Seattle at Detroit. Detroit comes back. This is a minus one spread, so it was more or less a pick em. Detroit comes back near the end. It was a kind of a sloppy game. Detroit wins 28 24. They got the win. Uh, they got the win. Matt Stafford played well. You got to give him yeah. credit for that. That's for sure. And Atlanta, I mean, it was a good defense that went up against. Too. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Atlanta remains unbeaten against Philadelphia. That was a minus one game, thirty to seventeen, and it wasn't even that close. Mm-hmm. That's a deceptive score there. Washington at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had minus four and a half, but they rolled twenty-seven to twelve. Yep. It was it. I think he threw all his touchdown passes to tight ends and. Fullbacks. Mm-hmm. That that power football right there. Mm-hmm. Exciting game to the end of the New York Giants Dallas game. That was a plus one there. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, Des Bryant come down with a last second touchdown catch, possibly, and he his his hand comes down. The fingers are out of bounds. Um, it looked like he should have come down in bounds, but the Giants hold on for a twenty nine to twenty four win. Oh man, he just keeps dropping the the key balls. It was against Baltimore, the two point conversion. The... Yeah, that's true. And Dallas was down like twenty three nothing early. Yeah. Romo was throwing picks after picks. Uh, it was that was a crazy game. I think the Giants kind of took their foot off the gas. That's true. Uh, New Orleans at Denver minus six. Peyton Manning's playing really really well. With Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, they're out there on the wide receivers. They win 34-14. Uh, not close at all. He's get, he's getting chemistry with them. That's that's important. the important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And even more of a blowout if you watch this one. Uh, San Francisco at Arizona, plus 6.5. 49ers, 24-3. Like, that was a stomping. What has happened to the Cardinals? They've lost four straight after going 4-0. Oh. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, that's crazy. What's even more crazy, though, 
is that we both went 6-0 and for the NFL. <laughs> what? Congratulations to both of us. I know someone else had done it this year before. No one's picked a flawless week in the college football, but I don't know what it was with us this past week for predicting these scores, but we went 6-0 and in the NFL. Congratulations, Joel. Thanks, refs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's, isn't that true? So... I'm 31 and 32 in college football, as are you. We're one game under 500, but I've got one game on you. I'm 26 and 22, and you're 25 and 23. I'll tell you that six and 0 helped out our record in the NFL tremendously. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> tremendously. Moses is still on top in college football. Uh, he's got a really strong record there, but I have pulled into the lead in the mm-hmm. NFL. How about that? <laughs> are you? Are you? Um... Oh, was it doing fantasy football? Uh, we are we are doing fantasy football, and we had had a rough couple weeks here. Okay. Um, like Larry, uh, gosh, Larry Fitzgerald. We needed ten points from him to win our last game, and he only got five. And he had those like couple, you know, neck injuries, you know, head injuries, whatever mm-hmm. that landed awkwardly. I wasn't, and then he dropped a touchdown that would have given the win. I think we're about five hundred right now, though. It's not bad, but. Yeah, we'll see. So let's get into the pick six uh, for this coming week. You got college football week 10. An interesting slate of games. Two big, big, big games at the end. But let's start Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Plus seven. This is at noon Eastern here. I like Texas A&M in this matchup. You got Johnny Manziel. Uh, they're calling Johnny football is you know playing on top of the world right now. And Mississippi State, even though they're at home with all those cowbells, Coming after a crushing loss to Bama, I think it's you're, you're having a tough test here with AM being a hot team. We'll call them the fighting football Johnny Menzels. The Aggies. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he's he's still putting up ridiculous stats against you know what people assume are good defenses. Just, I think if you're in the SEC, then sometimes you automatically have a good defense just because you're in the SEC. Talent down there, yeah. Yeah, um, it's not hard to get. You know, there's yeah, there's a lot of football talent down in those states where a lot of them are, and you know, um, I think once A and M can get some, you know, better players around them. You know, like at least from these southern states, besides just Texas. You know, Texas has a lot of football players, but um, I mean, this kid, there really, there isn't that much talent around him, and he's doing a really good job. So um, it's kind of scary to think about what they're going to do in the future. But I've got them. Mississippi State's coming off a demoralizing loss. I mean, that game, I mean, that game wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't as close as the score indicated. Um, so I, I've got him, you know, running for a few, throwing a few, covering that spread. All right, Nebraska at Michigan State, plus two, Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Who do you got here? I've got the Cornhuskers. Um, right now, you know, they're kind of looking like the team that will probably be representing the Big Ten. after they, I mean, they got past Michigan. The game would have been a lot different last week if it wasn't for the injury. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, right now they're good enough. And you take Ohio State out of the equation, get right. past Michigan State. Don't they? I mean, they pretty much lock it up, don't they? More or less. I still have Michigan State, though. Um, I'd like them at home in this game. They have a great defense. It's the offense that is been letting them down time after time after time again. And the games they've lost have been really close. Um, I think Nebraska's average on both sides of the ball. And I think Michigan State has the defense to shut that down. And something will happen. I think they will give the Spartans the win on this one. So getting Michigan State. Something, something, yeah. Um, So there's a Big Ten championship game, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird on, you know, the... Leaders side of the bracket mm-hmm. with you know Ohio State and Penn State not eligible. Uh, you know Wisconsin, I think is looking like this a strong team there, but 
the Legends division is kind of a mess yeah. right now. So we'll see how that sorts itself out. Texas at Texas Tech, minus 7.5 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm thinking the Red Raiders here. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas struggled against Kansas, barely pulling out a win. Um, and Texas Tech is you know coming off. You know, they're playing good football right now. Yeah. At I mean, home. They, they ran into a really good team. Yeah, and I think I think you pick Texas Tech in this one. Um, Texas Tech will run, will rush for more yards than they have in any game all season because mm-hmm. they're playing Texas. Yeah, because if you can't run the ball, you play Texas and you can run the ball. Um, and they already have a really great quarterback and great wide receivers, and their defense isn't that bad either it's a lot better than texas is so i i i'd say they could definitely cover probably two touchdowns or more mm-hmm, yeah. this one clemson at duke plus 13 at 7 p.m eastern we got some acc matchup here who do you have i've got clemson i think uh, uh you know i watched duke last week against florida state and they've been a lot better this year oh yeah absolutely at, um but, you know, once they play a team with enough talent, they kind of just get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened last week, and it's it's going to happen this week, too. I mean, um, Clemson's playing really good football right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, after they lost Florida State, probably just didn't even care to watch them anymore because they knew, oh, well, Florida State's not going to lose any more games or whatever. Right. So. No, you're absolutely right. Like two touchdowns is going to be nothing for Clemson the way they're playing right now. They just have much better talent than Duke, and I don't think that you know Duke is at the level right now. While they're having a better season than they're used to, I don't think they can compete with the big boys there in the ACC. Give me the Tigers. Uh, Oregon at USC, big game, plus seven and a half at seven p.m. Eastern. This is a big one. We're looking at you know the Pac-12, Pac-12 schedule in the beginning of the year, and give me the Ducks. Um, Trojans right now are struggling, and Oregon has basically been curb stomping opponents. Mm-hmm. And it's not like all of the opponents have been bad, but when you're blowing teams out 56 nothing and a half, like they did against Colorado, and then they just rest basically for the second half, that's crazy. I don't know how you know the BCS being the ridiculous system that it is. They look at Oregon and see like, oh. Well, okay, you know, Kansas State's better because they've played better competition. Have you seen these games that the Ducks have played? They they are not even football games. They are that ridiculous. I think 7.5 is nothing. I think they win by at least 17 against the Trojans here. Yeah, well, you know, maybe something will happen with that game that we're picking next. And Oregon will get to play Kansas State. Maybe. So, um, yeah, Oregon, clearly the class of their conference. Um, you know, people were kind of questionable. I mean, about or- what Oregon State would do whenever they played them. But la- as we saw last week. Um, Down to Washington. They, yeah, yeah. They, they can't keep losing those close games. They got their quarterback back, but he's not the same. And I, I think that, you know, what we saw from USC last week is that they're soft. I mean, up mm-hmm. front, on both sides of the ball, they're soft. In Oregon, it's not. Um, their team on offense and defense is really built on speed. Um, their defense, their secondary is as fast as anybody in the country. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really it's really fun to watch them because they break on passes so quick. Um, I, I think a lot of people are interested to see, you know, this secondary against USC's really good wide receivers um but you know they just they score too fast and i don't think usc can keep up with them Mm -hmm. because you know i think i i was really looking forward to arizona and usc because i wanted to see once they played against an you know an offense that was that good what they could do and you know they lost in that game so I think uh, I think or I think USC will still present a little bit of a challenge just because those wide receivers are good. They're mm-hmm. really good, but Oregon just too much offense and really actually good defense. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So you got Oregon in that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, here's the big one: Alabama LSU. You know, rematch the title game from last year. Plus nine and a half at eight p.m. Eastern. What do you think of this one? Well, let's see. Alabama, you know, really hasn't played any anybody so far this year, and LSU has had a couple of tough games. They played some good teams, um, and it's like it's kind of like battle tested and. And so, you know, they have a really good defense. Um, their offense looks okay at times, but other times it just looks bad, really bad. Um, I think Alabama's the more complete team. Like, I I like their defense plus their offense. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they could, you know, get out of this one, escape this one, I'm saying, because it's at LSU. And as we saw before, that's a really tough place to play. Mm-hmm anybody um and i could i could see why they're giving them nine and a half because nobody has even challenged them i mean not not even come close to them and they they beat people in such a demoralizing way they just pound the ball right at you and they don't give you anything on defense um i think lsu makes it close just because i think their defense plays lights out yeah um so I'm I'm picking LSU to cover the spread. I think Alabama will win the game, but I think LSU, you know, maybe on a field goal, maybe a touchdown. Everything you said, it's at night in the you know in the bayou at LSU. I'm I'm thinking you know Alabama may escape with this one, just like you said, but it's going to be close. That nine and a half is a lot for a defensive slugfest that it's going to be. Yeah, and if they come out and just destroy LSU, then then it's no question you know, they're we can all shut seat. up. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you got to prove yourself in yeah. this college football season. Uh, extra point here is Temple at Louisville minus fifteen at three thirty p.m. Eastern. Uh, we have to pick other games though. I have mm-hmm. Michigan at Minnesota plus twelve and a half at noon Eastern. It's the Battle for the Little Brown Jug. Minnesota is not good this year in the Big Ten. What a surprise. I think, you know, Denard Robinson gets back. They run the ball. Michigan, I think, two touchdowns easy. I, yeah, it's good that they have this game to get him back into, you know, get him back into the, the mode before Absolutely. they go into the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got TCU at West Virginia. Um they didn't play last week after they're just they absolutely got crushed by Kansas State at home. Um, I think that they can pull this out and you know it's it's a six and a half, so all they need is a touchdown. So I'm gonna take them in this. Mm-hmm. I think they come back after a week off and fix the offense. Yeah. Because we all knew the defense was just dreadful, but the offense up until the last two games was really good. And with all the talent they have at wide receiver, and you know, I I think that they I think they fix it, and I think they are actually getting Sean Austin back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're starting running back at the beginning of the year, so I I like them covering the spread. All right, now you know one and two sentences here for the NFL. We're starting to run out of time here. Like to talk about our football here, that's for sure. NFL Week Nine, we're at that getting to that halfway point. Detroit at Jacksonville plus three and a half Sunday at one p.m. It's in Jacksonville, but man, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit is starting to find its rhythm slowly but surely. I think they cover the three and a half easy. Yeah, I got Detroit in this too. I think that they, I think they can definitely beat Jacksonville. Um, you know, they played a much more difficult defense last week. And they found a way to score against them. So mm-hmm. um, I've got Detroit covering. Yeah. Uh, Arizona at Green Bay at Lambeau, minus 11, also at 1 p.m. Eastern. Arizona's on the, you know, what, four game losing streak. Green Bay is still Green Bay. They're good. They've got Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty much all you need to say. Um,. Yeah, so I, I I think that they can cover, you know, two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns. Arizona looked like garbage against San Francisco. It was embarrassing. And I know like San Francisco is a really good defense, 
But Green Bay is, you know, starting to pour it out with the offense. I think 11 points is feasible. Um, although, you know, Arizona needs to show, show some backbone here. Um, give me give me the pack, though, to cover the 11. Mm-hmm. Minnesota at Seattle, minus 5 at 4.05 Eastern. I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. Um, Seattle is at home, and they do have a big advantage there. Um, but I think Minnesota is a bit more legit than people are giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll find a way to make it close at least because five points feels like a lot in this game to me. Yeah, I, it'll probably be a low-scoring game. Um, you know, I I was all ready to pick Minnesota and say, oh, well, they'll definitely win and they'll probably win by a lot. Until I watched them last week, mm. where they just how many points did they get? They they got destroyed. Yeah, I I mean that looked more like a college football game score. That's on a short week though, so we'll see how they. Yeah, cover so that. um, I I still like them in this game just because I believe that they I like their quarterback situation more than I like Seattle's. Mm-hmm. If Seattle could find a better quarterback. I think that they'd be a really good team. But um, right now, they're just relying on that defense to win pretty much all their games for them. Right. Um, so I, I've got Minnesota. I think they can go on the road at a tough place to play and still win the game. Mm-hmm. Here's a game for you. Pittsburgh at the New York Giants, minus 3.5 at 425 Eastern. This will be a This will be one of those games where, like, you know... All the players better have their chin straps strapped before they yeah. go on the field. It's gonna be it's gonna be you know good old fashioned football kind of game. I think um, just because both teams, from what I'm watching so far, like to run the ball a good bit. So there'll be a lot of grudge matches down in the trenches. Um, I've got the Giants in this one just because right now they look really good. I think I think last week they kind of took their foot off the gas against the the Cowboys. I but lately they've just been destroying teams and um they look really good. Pittsburgh's looking a lot better, but I still don't think they're to the point yet to beat really good teams. Mm-hmm. So, um but I've got the Giants at home. Yeah. yeah, Pittsburgh will keep it close, but the Giants are playing about as well as you can right now for a team and you know both on offense and defense, and I think while both teams can run the ball, then you got to trust Eli Manning's passing attack better than Ben Roethlisberger's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me the Giants in this one to cover the three and a half. Dallas at Atlanta. Atlanta can they stay unbeaten? Minus four. This is the Sunday night NBC game at eight twenty. I have the Falcons. Um, I don't know how many more ways Dallas can lose. But, you know, Atlanta is a strong team. They're playing at home. They have the momentum on their side. And, you know, Dallas could play a really good game, but they've been just, you know, playing strange football. So yeah. I'll take the Falcons. I, it's, I, I always find it really interesting when they try and advertise games like this mm-hmm. on television because especially when it's the Sunday night game, it's, it's on NBC. Um. I feel like, like I feel like it's gonna be like, oh, can Dallas keep up its losing streak <laughs> or something like that? Um, A- Atlanta is um, really good, and um, I-, I don't see them having any trouble with Dallas. Dallas beats themselves. Yeah, and I think combine that with a good team, it's it might be a blowout. So, all right. Last game here, Philadelphia at New Orleans, minus three on Monday Night Football, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. What's your pick on this one? I've got New Orleans just because I don't even know what to say about Philadelphia anymore. I mean, I think we all should have looked at those struggles early on in the year and took them for what they were because, um, you know, they're clearly not the team people picked at the beginning of the season to win their division. Um and you know New Orleans has Drew Brees. Then they they got a couple players back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I, th- I just think that that's a lot more reliable 
to to look at as an offense than what Philadelphia puts on the field on offense. I don't even know if you can call it offense, but I still got the faith, LaShawn McCoy. Let's go, <laughs> Philadelphia. We we can't both go six and zero this week. That again, like that'd be crazy. We would just have to like quit while we're ahead. <laughs> Give me Philadelphia. Uh, I'll take the Eagles to to beat the Saints. Oh man, I didn't even realize that we did pick this game. <laughs> that was like the only difference there in the NFL. So. <laughs> And then, let's see, in college football, our only difference was Nebraska at Michigan State. So I think we're mostly in lockstep so far. We'll yeah. see how it goes. We can't even watch these games, guys. We're going to be at Yomacon 2012. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. Uh, we hope to you know, bring back a lot of good stuff, fond memories, and things that we'll share with the Showmere News community here. Oh, I got that I got that ESPN app. Watch ESPN app. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> if you're going to be able to use the Wi-Fi and, or the data, whichever. We're probably going to be waiting lines for panels anyway. So anyway, we'll see. We're going to wrap up this week of discussion here and get to packing. With that, I'm Yoko. And I'm Joel. And we hope you enjoy. Oh, I am Peter. (laughs) Man, I'm so used to signing out as Yoko. (laughs) And I'm Joel. Well, I am Peter and he's Joel. And we hope you enjoy (laughs) the weekend sports while we're at Yomacon. See ya. See ya.